Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things? You know, inquiries, contracts, payments. It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. can make that decision but if you get quiet and really listen to your gut you have the answer whether it's yes whether it's no whether it's do the thing whether it's don't do the thing whether it's make the leap or don't make the leap you know what you're supposed to do sometimes we just don't want to listen and so oftentimes I find that the people pleaser in me comes out and I want to make everybody happy and I want to do all the things But my gut is saying, no, 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 stay in your lane. We're not doing this. Don't say yes to this. This is going to be a train wreck. Don't take on that client or don't say yes to that project or don't agree to do X, Y, and Z. And when I ignore my gut and I say, oh, no, it's going to be fine or we'll make it work or oh, wouldn't it be nice to just increase revenue? Like, it's okay that this person's crazy. No, it's not okay. I should have listened to the gut. Every time I go against it, it's an epic fail. When I listen to my gut, it's like 99% of the time that it works out. Have you ever felt like society isn't built for moms? Maybe you're a mama with a tiny voice in your head telling you there must be another way to balance it all. You know, working, momming, all the things. Yep, I had it too. And it likely means you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Amanda Rush, a Southern mama with big city sensibilities. I'm the girl that took a daydream and built a profitable virtual assistant business all in the middle of a global pandemic. Now, I work from home alongside some of the biggest bloggers and influencers while running a six-figure agency. Come along as we dive into business, marketing, strategy, and real life as a female entrepreneur. I'm all about simple, easy, actionable steps that get real results. This podcast is for the millennial mom that is ready to kick imposter syndrome and start making money on her own terms. Get ready as we dig in, do the work, and redefine what it means to be a working mom. This is the Millennial Mom Movement. Hello, friends, and happy summer. I don't know about you guys, but I am blown away by the fact that it is officially summer and we are halfway through the year. Is that not wild? 
I mean, something about time and being a mom still blows my mind. I remember when time used to just feel like it would drag by and it was just endless. And all of a sudden, when you become a parent, something weird happens and you enter into some sort of strange time warp where the days are very long sometimes, but the weeks and the months and the years fly by. And we actually just got back from our family beach vacation. We had so much fun. Oh my gosh. The boys, you guys, they were so cute. They're just at such a fun age. If you are having a baby and want somebody to like hype up motherhood, I'm probably that person because every stage is just so sweet. Now, don't get me wrong. There are hard moments for sure. Like being a mom is hard. Okay. The other day I look over and there's legit an entire box of Cheerios on the floor. It happened in like a split second. I was right there, like two feet away. Boom, Cheerios on the floor, whole box gone. And of course, like my one-year-old, he's like a happy camper, just like laughing, eating the pile of Cheerios off of himself. Three-year-old, not even paying attention. He's like rolling his dumb truck across the floor. Didn't even face him that there was an entire box of Cheerios on the floor. And here I am like, oh my gosh, okay, here we go. It's just another day in motherhood. And then there are days like last week where... We had the opportunity to go to the beach. A family member of ours was very generous enough to let us use their beach home. And they have a pool and it's like 10 minutes from the water. And it was just so peaceful and sweet. And I got to wake up next to my husband and we could like hear the waves. And it was just the best. It was the best. And so I'm just in an extra grateful state. But it kind of made me a little bit reflective. And so in today's episode, I thought that it would be fun since we're halfway through the year to go over the biggest lessons that I've learned this year in business and in life, because I think they're both important. And while you guys know I love to talk marketing and strategy and business, I also think it's important to just kind of bring like a human element to things, because let's be real we are humans and we have a life. And as much as we love our business and a lot of times our business is our life, we also have a life outside of our business and I recognize that. So let's dive into what some of those are. As you guys know, I've mentioned on the podcast before, we had a very busy first quarter, which is unlike most businesses, typically you kind of like ease into January, February, and there's all those memes about it being the longest month ever. That was not the case for us. We kind of hit the ground running in 2023 and January, February, March were insane. We had some exponential growth, which is a blessing in many ways, but it was also very much a, how do I put this nicely? A moment of opportunity is probably a good way of putting it. And so you're going to see some themes here in today's biggest lessons because a lot of them stemmed from that first quarter and kind of like the ripple effects that that first quarter had on the second and into our third quarter as well. So the first lesson that I've learned is, I'm going to be honest, you cannot scale without a plan. And now while we very much had and have a plan to scale, even the best laid plans sometimes need adjusting in the moment and after the moment and like 10 times in between there. And so I say this because a lot of times I feel like I personally hear in the online world, people just say, oh, get ready for growth, or you should scale, 
And what is scaling? Scaling is just you making more money, but doing the same amount of work you're currently doing. Okay, well, like, that sounds great. But in my head, I'm like, well, how in the world do I do that? Like, that's not an objectable plan that I can, like, lay out and follow. And so for me, going into a phase where we were scaling, I felt like I had a really good plan. But in hindsight, I think the plan could have been better. And I'm saying this because I want to be transparent with you guys that sometimes in business, you're going to make a really amazing plan and then you're going to execute the plan and you're going to be like, wow, the plan wasn't as good as I thought it was. And that doesn't mean you are good or bad. It just means that it is. And so I think that's another big lesson that I've learned is while in the moment you can feel emotion around things, a lot of times I recommend taking a deep breath, don't respond to any emails, don't fire off any messages to team members, and just sit with the information and let the emotion fade away. And then if you feel that emotion the next day, maybe respond, but with a little less, but chances are you're not going to feel that emotion or it's not going to be as heightened. And so it will give you clarity to allow you to make really strategic decisions without saying, wow, I'm a terrible business owner or I'm a terrible leader because my plan was an epic fail. Okay, well, it wasn't an epic fail. It just didn't go like we thought it was going to go. And now we course correct. And that is part of business. If you haven't experienced those moments of business yet, it just means that you're probably not super far along in your business. And there's also nothing wrong with that. This was the first time in three years that I really experienced what I would like to call some growing pains in our business. And that was because we had never hit that level of growth before. Again, not a bad thing. It just is a thing. And so that kind of leads me to my next biggest lesson, which is sometimes it takes growth to stretch you and poke holes in your business. Again, It doesn't mean that those holes are good or bad. It just means that they exist. And so we saw this as we were experiencing growth in the first quarter of our business. Okay, we've got some holes. And it really allowed us to say, now that we're not just repairing these holes, but we're really building a solid foundation to prepare for our next phase of growth. And did that mean that we kind of had to hit the brake pedal a little bit? Yeah, it did. But do you have any idea how empowering it is to know that you can hit the brake pedal a little bit, but you also know how to take your foot off the brake pedal and go faster? I think a lot of times when we're new in our business, that concept seems very foreign. Like it seems like we don't have control over how many clients we get or how many sales we make or whatever, but we do. And so we can slow down and pull back just as much as we can go full force ahead. For instance, I just came back from a beach vacation with my family. I was not going full steam ahead, but I've got a really great plan over the next couple of months to go full steam ahead because I chose to slow down in these summer months. My kids are at home. I'm working less than 16 hours a week. I'm not hitting the gas pedal right now. I'm just coasting. My clients are happy. My team is happy. I'm enjoying a little bit of a less stressful summer. And come fall, you better believe I'm going to be hitting that gas pedal. And I think knowing 
how to do that and realizing that in a season where you are slowing down, just because the revenue might not be as high as you want it to be, doesn't mean that that's again good or bad. It just means that it is. And it's really cool because I think in those slower seasons, personally, that is where the magic happens. That is where you build your systems. You look into the emails that you're sending. You fix the website finally. You come up with a social media plan that you can execute even when you're busy. You batch record podcasts. You start making connections. You get out into the world and meet people. And it is during that time that you'll reap the benefits in those busy seasons. And I found that to be true time and time again. That kind of leads me into my third lesson, which is, and this comes from one of my favorite humans on the planet. Her name is Haley Burkhead, and she always says this. Things aren't hard. They're just new. And I find this to be true all the time. One of the really big things that I've been working on this year is financial literacy. And I say this as someone that feels like going into adulthood, I did not have the proper tools in place to support a healthy money mindset and healthy money habits. And I say this not to shame myself, but because it's true. When I was 18 years old, I had no idea what I was doing. I would like open up a credit card and throw stuff on the credit card and be like, I'll pay it off. Did I have a plan to pay it off? No. I took out student loans. Did I even know how many like student loans I took out? I could not tell you. Did I know what the interest rate was of those? Nope. Did I know the total number of dollars? Absolutely not. All I knew was this amount of money was coming into my bank account and this amount of money was going out of it. And if there was money left over at the end of the month, I called that a win. That is not a strategy. And so fast forward, I'm well into adulthood now. I'm not 18 anymore. There are a lot of things that you learn as the way, right? Like you figure things out. You learn, well, this habit isn't working and I need to try something else. And I think that that's valuable, but that's not enough. Like it's not enough to learn as you go. And especially not as a business owner, because not only are you accountable for the financial success of your business, you're now accountable for the financial success of all of your team members. So if you're not managing your finances with confidence and with ease, then how are you ever supposed to have a thriving business? And I think that was one of the realizations that I realized, well, I have some opportunity here as we go back to, okay, we're going to be scaling. We're in a season of growth. Have I properly set up the business, not just from a systems and a team and an SOP standpoint, But from a financial aspect, because let's be real, that's probably the most important part. I mean, I don't know. Arguably, they're probably both important, but it's pretty important because if you don't have the cash flow to support the growth of a business, it's not going to survive. And so one of the big things that I did was I partnered with a good friend of mine. Her name is Catherine. You guys have heard her on the podcast. You know, I've talked about her program, Cashflow for Creatives. I have gone through her program. I followed her method. And I cannot tell you how life-changing it is, not just as a business owner, but the tools that she's given in that program have been able to trickle over into my personal life as well, obviously, because like, why not use that information there? 
And it's really been able to allow me not only to have less stress and anxiety and uneasiness around finances, but to really make decisions with confidence and to go to like my CPA and my financial planner and ask really intelligent questions because I understand what's going on in my own finances. And I think that that's one thing that people are sometimes afraid of is they're like, well, I'm embarrassed that I did this thing or I'm embarrassed that I don't know or nobody talks about this or I don't know where to get this information from or this is information only for like the very wealthy people and it's not applicable to me. All of those things are false. And so I think one of the biggest takeaways was that this is not complicated information. And I think a lot of times we have emotions tied to money because oftentimes when we're growing up, there is a lot of emotion around money, whether you have it, whether you don't have it, how you use it, what you're spending it on, how your parents raised you just there's so many underlying things. And that could be a podcast episode in itself. But if you strip all of that away, at the end of the day, money is just a tool. And so it's all about how are you using that tool to work for you? And if you can understand the way that things are structured so that we can use the tools most effectively, specifically as online business owners, not only will you be one more confident in your decisions, but you will feel like you end up actually having more money because you understand what's happening with the money and that will empower you to then utilize it more strategically and ask the right questions I think that was one thing that was hard for me is like I wanted to ask questions but I didn't even know what questions to ask because I didn't know what I didn't know so that is a very long way of saying things aren't hard they're just new and one of the things that I've been diving into that felt hard was really educating myself in this whole new space of finances and investing and the stock market and real estate and understanding how it all works together and tax laws and just so many different moving parts. So that's been my lesson. Um, But I will say the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Same thing like when I was in my early days of business, there were so many little things that would stress me out that now I can do in my sleep. And that's because back then they weren't hard. They were just new to me. I'd never done it. I'd never sent a contract. I'd never sent an invoice. I'd never emailed a client saying, no, we can't do that. Or sorry, this is outside of scope. Or I need to charge more because this isn't what we talked about. Or, you know, those hard conversations. Those felt like I was dying inside. Like I could literally, it felt like I had a pile of rocks inside of me and I just needed to lie down. And now those things are no big deal. And the same is true of anything that is new. Oftentimes it feels really hard, but it's just because it's new. And the more that we do it, well, then eventually it'll become old and it won't be hard anymore. The fourth biggest lesson that I've learned is an oldie but a goodie. And that is trust your gut. This is a simple one, but it is very challenging to follow. And I think part of the reason that it's challenging to follow, especially in the online business world, is because it can feel like there's a lot coming at us. Oftentimes, we're being given advice. I mean, look at myself. I'm like literally talking into this microphone, giving you advice on biggest lessons that I've learned. So hopefully you won't make the same mistakes I've made. And you have to choose whether that information 
is applicable to you and the season that you're in and to your business and to your family or not. And only you can make that decision. But if you get quiet and really listen to your gut, you have the answer. Whether it's yes, whether it's no, whether it's do the thing, whether it's don't do the thing, whether it's make the leap or don't make the leap, you know what you're supposed to do. Sometimes we just don't want to listen. And so oftentimes I find that the people pleaser in me comes out and I want to make everybody happy and I want to do all the things. But my gut is saying, no, 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 stay in your lane. We're not doing this. Don't say yes to this. This is going to be a train wreck. Don't take on that client or don't say yes to that project or don't agree to do X, Y, and Z. And when I ignore my gut, And I say, oh, no, it's going to be fine or we'll make it work or oh, wouldn't it be nice to just increase revenue? Like, it's okay that this person's crazy. No, it's not okay. I should have listened to the gut. Every time I go against it, it's an epic fail. When I listen to my gut, it's like 99% of the time that it works out. And I've talked about this even with like things like hiring. Like, yes, you want to use your brain like 90%, but you also want to use your gut because it knows. And so lean into that. And then the fifth biggest lesson is that I want to remind you a simple word. It's a complete sentence. It's two letters. Can you guess it? The word slash sentence is no. No is a complete sentence. No means just that. It means no. And I want to remind you that you can say no. You can say no, and it's going to be okay. And you don't have to worry about disappointing other people, and you don't have to worry about missing out on things, because if it's not right for you, then it's not right for you, and it's not serving you. I've said no to a lot of things this year. I've said no to clients and to people that want to work with me and to opportunities that just weren't the right fit. I've said no to collaborations. I've said no to traveling to places that I didn't really feel like going, I said no to a lot of things. And you know what? I have no regrets. I have no regrets. You want to know why? Because I know my core values. And if it doesn't serve my core values, I say no. And then I release the guilt. I release the guilt because the guilt, it's only hurting you. It's only hurting you because you're the one that has to sit there and mull over it and let it churn and churn and all the things. And the other person's already moved on. So I encourage you to say no when it feels right and release the guilt because trust me, it's worth it. So yeah, so these are the biggest lessons that I've learned thus far in 2023. I will probably do another one of these at a year-end recap. And if you enjoy this episode, take a screenshot, share it over on Instagram and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. All right, friends, until next time. You just finished another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. And because I know you're a mover and shaker, here's your action item. Snap a screenshot of this episode, share it over on Instagram, and tag me at Amanda Rush Holmes. Each week, I'll pick one person and send you a Starbucks gift card on me as my way of saying, hey, thanks for hanging out with me on the regular and being a part of this incredible movement. See you next week.